0: Well, welcome to the podcast. We're back. I'm Kevin McLaughlin, Director of Liturgy and Youth Ministry here at St. Pat's.
1: I'm Father Eric Tejas, Pastor of St. Patrick's Catholic Community in Scottsdale, Arizona.
0: Well, welcome, Father Eric. We're glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about the sacrament of confirmation. confirmation. Now, so far we've talked about baptism, uh, today confirmation, and then the third one. Uh, that we're gonna we're gonna have is on the sacrament of the Eucharist. So those are the sacraments of initiation. That's right. Now for Catholics, I don't know about you, Father, but when, the ones I talk to, they, they they got baptism figured out, they got Eucharist figure figured out. But the sacrament of confirmation, sometimes they have a difficult time understanding It's
1: that. kind of like the lost sacrament, Kevin, believe it or not. You know, when when I was um, baptized as an infant there, uh, a month later or so, the bishop happened to be in that little town where I was at, and I was confirmed probably a month after my baptism. And my brother got it in eighth grade, uh, my sisters got it in high school, so it's been all over the place, and depending on what diocese you're in. So this is confusing for a lot of people, this sacrament.
0: Well, and you're right, Father Eric, because we are the same age... And we're not going to reveal that age, but... So you were, ba- you, you were baptized and then confirmed a month after you were... Yeah. Ba- mm-hmm. Okay. So we're the same age. I was in the Diocese of Phoenix. I was confirmed as a junior in high school mm-hmm. many, many years ago. So yeah. you're right about that. But you know, confirmation is the official prayer of the Catholic Church. It calls for the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the life of the baptized Christian. Now, Father Eric, what happened with the Sacrament of Confirmation is the early church came to realize that there was a prayer, there was actually a distinct prayer that called for the sending of the Holy Spirit that was different from baptism. Christians often received the full release of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit through the prayer and the laying on of the hand by the apostles or one of their successors. Now, later on what happened in the early church is that anointing with oil was also added to the sacrament.
1: So that's the way the Sacrament of Confirmation originated, Kevin. That's a good point. And the work of the Holy Spirit is really confirmed. That's kind of what the sacrament is about. It's strengthened in the life of the baptized Christian. So you receive the Spirit right at your baptism, but it's almost like a sealing, Kevin, you know, the sealing of the the, uh, Spirit there. Probably
0: that's the reason why they use oil,
1: correct? Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. You know, in the Scriptures, it's it's really important to know that whenever animal fat, mud, or oil is placed on the skin of the person, it represents an interior change inside the person. Something's happening. And so for confirmation, it's receiving and the sealing... Of the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the early church for uh, confirmation was accompanied baptism for adults. So as the church grew, the way grew, in terms of following Jesus, uh, many of them were adults coming in. And then later on, of course, uh, the infant baptism comes about, and the practice in what we would call the Western Church uh, delayed confirmation for a child until it was a little older. Uh, people who we would call bishops, uh, people who were leaders at that time, would well, would probably go around and be the one who confirmed. And for many bishops, that's part of what they do now. That's what uh, the call for um, Uh, confirmation. So a bishop or someone that the bishop designates are able to do that. In the Eastern Orthodox churches, our brothers and sisters, their
0: infants are confirmed at the very same time as they are baptized. And you know what's great about confirmation, Father Eric, is that confirmation enriches the baptized with the strength of the Holy Spirit so that we can do a, a couple things. So that we can be better witnesses of Christ in word and in deed. Now, when we're anointed by the Holy Spirit, at confirmation. Christians, Catholics, we strengthen our bond with the church, and in a sense what we do is we become better equipped to carry out the church's mission of what we're called to do is we're called to love and we're called to be of service you know
1: the rite of baptism really helps us become part of the body of Christ that's what uh, we're given that name that Christ lives within the entire body and our journey just doesn't end at baptism i always say at the the rites a lot of time is that baptism's not like the flu shot you get it once and you forget about it it's a decision to continually follow and grow and learn and be a witness of the body of Christ to other people so our desire to continue to grow and develop our christian faith is expressed in our confirmation. So many times Catholics kind of stop growing after a while and say, well, I've received all the sacraments, and there's no reason to kind of learn anymore. Because a lot of times they make it kind of like a head trip, Kevin. It's like a knowledge, and let's learn doctrine and all, but it's the growing relationship. And that's what the Spirit leads us to, is that bond with each other, with God, a relationship, to be in right relationship with God and our neighbor. So confirmation connects us to the larger community that is very catholic catholic catholics are community minded always in relationship
0: with our brothers and sisters and and you know what co- the relationship of the bishop now that's important in the sacrament of confirmation mm-hmm. because it's the bishop who presides over the rite of confirmation um, and it reminds us of as you talked about our our connection to the larger community of the church which is which is global yeah. now you think in the diocese of phoenix i think some estimates i've seen lately is that there's close to uh, 900,000 Catholics in the Diocese of Phoenix. That is a lot of Catholics. And we have two bishops, Bishop Olmstead Bishop Navarre. Bishop Novartis being the auxiliary. Mm-hmm. Now, now, those two men cannot get around and confirm every single person in the Diocese of Phoenix. And so what they do, it's all part of the larger connection. I know that's important to Bishop Olmstead, is that he'll designate certain priests in the diocese who will then go out to parishes and serve as basically... You know, for use of a better better term, his representative, and that um, they'll preside over the, the, the right of confirmation in different Catholic communities in our diocese. Mm-hmm.
1: And again, confirmation reminds us that we belong to the universal Church. We always remind people who go through our initiation process here at St. Patrick's, and I hope at other parishes they do that, you're not just joining that one parish. Your whole understanding of your Catholic faith isn't just what's in that parish. You're part of the universal church. A lot of times, Kevin, when the Pope speaks out, sometimes we as Americans in this country here, we we kind of think, well, he's just talking about us, and they don't really realize that Catholicism is just about in every country of the world and many issues that are dealing with. So you're not just joining or becoming part of your local parish community, which is important, but you belong to the greater church at large. When you come into our liturgical space, Kevin, you see kind of a lit or lighted cabinet, for lack of a better term. It's a furnishing called the Ambry, and the Ambry is where we keep the sacred oils that has been blessed by the bishop. In our diocese here, we do that on Monday of Holy Week, and it's called the Chrism Mass. So there are oils that are blessed by the bishop. The oil of chrism, which is used at confirmation, as well as baptism, and the ordinations of priests on their hands. Also, the oil of the catechumen, those who have not been baptized before, ever, you know, either infants or adults that join the parish or join the, the Catholic Church at large, um, are anointed with that oil or blessed with that oil. And then the oil... Oil for the sick is used specifically, and again, whenever oil is used and placed on the skin of someone, that represents an interior change.
0: Now, at confirmation, what's really incredible is that we receive some gifts, and we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. Now, some some people think fear of the Lord. What are you What are you talking about there? You got to be scared of God. No, but it's the whole idea of wonder, the whole idea of amazement that God is this incredible, awesome God, loving God, loves us unconditionally, and that we're just in awe of God's presence mm-hmm. in our lives. Now, in the Gospels, the same Spirit—this I, I, kind of blows my mind away sometimes, Father Eric—but but in a good way, that the same Spirit that descended upon Jesus during baptism, descended on the apostles at Pentecost— Now, the readings and the homilies proclaimed at Confirmation also remind us, at liturgy, at Mass, that that same Spirit that was present to Jesus 2,000 years ago, that same Spirit is also Mm -hmm. present to us today. Exactly. I mean, talk about being one with the Church, one with the communion of saints, one with, with God. And at Confirmation, we receive diverse spiritual gifts that work together for the common good, you know, we've got to be open to them. We've got to be open to using them in our lives. We just see, can't see con- uh, confirmation as like, I knew mean, we've talked about it before, like a graduation ceremony. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I went through the classes, I did my service projects, and here's my certificate. I get confirmation and, you know, we're done. But the, but the, the notion is that we receive these diverse spiritual gifts that work together for the common good and the building up of the church, for the well-being of humanity, for the well-being of the church, and for the needs of our world.
1: Kevin, that's an interesting word, the spirit. You know, uh, most of the parish knows I'm a big Notre Dame football fan, and I've been watching a a lot of games on television there at South Bend. And year after year, they win amazing games, unbelievably. There's big upsets. They stop winning streaks and all. And maybe the coaches at the end, I remember Lou Holtz one time said, this big victory, and said, it was the spirit of Notre Dame that won it. Like how? They were underdogs. The other team was better and all. And yet somehow that spirit made him do things uh, to help them win. And I find great comfort in my faith that it all doesn't depend on me or all of us here alone to do that. That this spirit gives us the courage and the gifts and the ability to do amazing things for the Lord. So a lot of times we walk around with a burden and saying, I'm not worthy, I can't do it, I'm nobody. I mean, this is just way too much to follow God and follow all the things that we're doing. And it's not up to us, it's the Spirit. St. Paul even talks about that, and scriptures are very clear that when we pray, it's not us that's praying. It's the spirit that comes within us that helps us to pray. We're not doing it all alone. And so hopefully, confirmation can remind us, Kevin, that this spirit that's way beyond our understanding helps us accomplish many things, working for justice, which is right relationship with God and people, working for peace that many times people think, well, it's so out of reach for us, but help us to also love and serve others in Christ. We don't do it alone. Our goodwill just isn't enough. But with the spirit, we do amazing things. And that's what confirmation really helps us and reminds us,
0: that great gift of the Spirit you know, and part of that doing amazing things through the sacrament is that part of a lot of times in the preparation for the sacrament of confirmation is that we'll ask our people, our young people to perform hours of service to those in need. You know, maybe for example, like here in the diocese of Phoenix, go down to St. Vincent de Paul, Andre House. Maybe what you do is an elderly person in your neighborhood and their yard's got weeds, you, you clean that up. Some sort of service. But But the whole idea of that is, again, is not that it's a a graduation ceremony that you, you know, you kind of punch your ticket and stuff like that. But what we're doing and what we're hopefully trying to impart to our people who are going to receive the sacraments is that we practice love. And the key is love. Practice love and service in imitation of the saints whose names we often take Confirmation.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Here's uh, something we have on our notes here, Kevin, that talks about confirmation. Uh, It's an interesting word, aroma, aroma, and something beautiful that happens. um, You know, I, I, I have to tell you that smell does a wonderful thing and brings you back to your places. And my favorite one, Kevin, I don't know what yours is. Is mine is the roasting of green chili over the oven. There, I mean, I once I smell that. Uh, It takes me back to my childhood, and I'm almost right there. Do you have a favorite aroma you remember?
0: Well, I remember as a child, I was born in New York. Uh It's the smell of marigolds in flowers. Uh Marigold flowers, sorry. (laughs) Kelly's looking at me like, what are you, nuts? But it's um, marigold flowers. It takes me back to where I was born in New New York. Our neighbor had just rows and rows and rows of marigold flowers. And so whenever I smell that, that aroma, that scent, I'll just be maybe in Home Depot, and I'll go down the aisle and smell them, and it takes me back to Nourishown, New York, my hometown.
1: Kevin's talking about Kelly Hartley, who's uh, taking care of our podcast. She does a great job for us. Thank you, Kelly. You all right there? Good. Well, you know, the reason I bring up the aroma is that if you ever notice when you receive this uh, beautiful ceiling or or gifts of of your baptism or for your uh, other children and all, there's an aroma. It's a a beautiful smell that comes from it. And the reason for that, that the oils are filled with aroma, is to have the aroma of Christ, to have him within us there. And we mix those fragrant spices together to symbolize that the Holy Spirit helps us pour into our hearts to become Christ to one another. Another word that we use is the Holy Spirit harmonizes our hearts. One of the challenges that scriptures always remind us, especially through the epistles, is... God wants us to live in harmony. doesn't mean we're always going to get along or have no conflict, but it means that we speak kindly and respectful. And the epistles always give us those examples of of how to live in community. So confirmation leads us to live in community, but gives us the sense of being Christ and living in harmony and peace with others.
0: And so kind of dovetailing on that, you know, living in Christ, at confirmation, what we do is we recommit ourselves to participate in the work of the Catholic Church and its mission. So we're sealed with the gift of the Spirit at confirmation, and it strengthens us for ongoing service in the body of Christ, in the church, in our world. So what confirmation does then, Father Eric, is that it prepares us to be active participants. Mm -hmm. And the key is there are those two words, active participants. We're not sitting around letting someone else do it but we are active participants in the mission of the church and that we will bear witness to the Christian faith in words and accompanied by our deeds. And then finally, what the Spirit does gives us the gifts. It sends us out as workers into the vineyard and instruments of the Holy Spirit in renewing the earth and promoting God's kingdom of justice and peace here on earth.
1: You know, Kevin, you and I have been here at uh, St. Patrick's for over two decades now. And one of the things that we talked really from the very beginning with liturgy was active participation. And I think Catholics really struggle like at weddings and funerals because for some reason, they're just silent. They get kind of timid. They, they, they don't really give good witness of singing and participating because they feel like awkward. Maybe other people aren't doing that and they don't want to kind of stick out to, to right. sing or participate here. Exactly. And yet our confirmation tells us that it isn't just an anointing that we're receiving, but like you're talking about, Kevin, we're commissioned. We're commissioned to go and put uh, our lives on the line for the Lord. That we go out and live. We are like what our theme is here at St. Patrick's, Christian Disciples in Mission. So that we're not stagnant, we're not just staying there. And I think Catholicism has really struggled with that a lot of times, is because we almost allow people just to sit in the pews and do nothing, and just sit there and listen, sit there and just observe, or we kind of use a language that says, your participation means just to watch. And it's no, it's to be active, to go out. I always love, with Kevin, when you've talked about the Mass. Misa means what? To be sent. And our sacraments send us out and make a difference in the world here. So we are living disciples and witnesses to Christ, both in the church and in the world. And we're sent out on behalf to be advocates, because that's what the Spirit is. Advocates for the poor, the vulnerable, anyone that's seen invisible or not loved by society. And sometimes you and I can be blind to that. And that's why we recall our, our confirmation, our baptism, and the Holy Spirit to say, we've got to be advocates for people that many times are tossed aside or pushed aside in our society.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So what the Holy Spirit also does through the sacrament of confirmation is that it inspires um, us to gospel action. And that includes human development. And, and really what it calls us to do is to work to end injustice in our world. The Holy Spirit also inspires the work of evangelization. This means going out and spreading the gospel message to all we encounter um, for people's spiritual well-being, but for also the, the evangelization of systems and cultures in our society, in our city, and in our world. Well, One of the
1: things about being a priest, uh, Kevin, is that when I preach the gospel, I, I have a lot standing behind me. First of all, The popes of this last century beginning of the 1900s, have a lot of writings on what's justice, social justice, the social ministry of the church at large, documents after documents that talk about that, the scriptures that talk about how people are to be treated, how structures need to change and all. And so it isn't just a priest going in and talking a political talk, but what he's doing is he's really preaching what the gospel challenges us to do. So this Christian missionary, the church's mission then, is to be a commitment to peace To liberating people, just as Jesus was when he was anointed, the rights of individuals and people, especially, again, those who are forgotten, the advancement of women and children, we always got to keep working on and safeguarding our created world. That's Pope Francis thing because Francis of Assisi really, uh, you know, honoring all of creation that comes from God. And so um, this isn't an option. This isn't something to say, oh, the church is too political and all. We have to be that advocate because God created that way, and we have to speak on their behalf. And one of the things I love about my title father, you know, it doesn't get me free tickets or free meal, Kevin, but you know what it does? It gets me indoors people's home. I'm allowed into the hospital rooms. I'm down into their homes. I'm able to speak to power. People in position of legislation and governors and, and people who really are movers and shakers that I'm able to get in the door because I represent a faith community uh, to be able to speak on behalf. And that's a powerful responsibility. And it isn't just for priests, but the church has that ability to speak. And thank God for that spirit of confirmation that we received to, to be give able the, to do that. Yeah.
0: To give you that strength. And, you know, and, and Father Eric, to kind of piggyback on that a little bit, you know, in addition the action that's inspired by the Holy Spirit calls us to bear witness to Christ. And this is not easy, because sometimes we've got to take courageous, Mm -hmm. we've got to take prophetic stands in the face of corruption, of maybe political or economic power, and Mm -hmm. sometimes there's a massive beatdown on the other side, but as Catholics, as Christians, people who've been confirmed, who've received the sacraments of initiation, Mm -hmm. this is what we are called to do. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, Kevin, one of the uh, issues, obviously, is the life issues and dignity from conception to natural death, and, and there's a lot of people that struggle with that, you know, the woman's bodily right to do what they want with their bodies, uh, to really knowing that it isn't just the unborn that we're concerned about, but the unborn and all life as well, and so we've got to really be sure that we honor the life of every living person. I, I think what we struggle with is that we become, people become disposable. People become let go, laid off. You're too old. You can't find employment. You're no longer productive. You're no longer valued. And we as Christians can't forget that. And yeah, sometimes, like you said, Kevin, it's going to put us on the front lines and it's going to, you know, be ridiculed. But yet Jesus reminds us that's kind of what our mission is, the cross. What part of the cross don't you understand? That if you're going to follow me, there's suffering. That comes part of it. And sometimes the sad part, Kevin, is the suffering comes from Christians. Who are blind, not open, or misunderstand
0: what this gift of life that is, the Spirit that calls us to. So the baptized, Father Eric, anointed by the Holy Spirit, we're incorporated into Jesus Christ, who is priest, prophet, and king. And then what we're called to do is, as, as confirmed Catholics is to share in his mission. So we share in Jesus's priestly ministry by giving of ourselves daily in union with Jesus' supreme sacrifice on the cross. So as prophets, and and this can be painful, this can be very difficult. A lot of prophets, you know, you and I both know the history of the Old Testament. Um, you know, they were murdered. Mm-hmm. And but as prophets, we are called to announce the kingdom of God both in word and deed. We witness the gospel in our family, we witness the gospel in our community, we witness the gospel even in our, our Catholic community of St. Patrick's, stressing our commitment to human life and the dignity of all human life.
1: And you know, Kevin, I think if people are looking like, why get confirmed— I haven't got confirmed yet. Why should I do that? This is exactly why, that you can't do these things alone, that the Spirit's with you. To just go alone and say, well, somehow I've got, I had good deeds in my heart and I want to do good for humanity. You don't have to do it alone. The Spirit is what's going to guide you and give you that courage. Uh, You know, let's take a look at uh, Luke chapter 4 as we look in our scriptures there. And our confirmation, our sharing of the Spirit shares in the life of Jesus because look what he says Uh, after reading from the scrolls there, and then he sits down and, and he says, this is what Jesus says, and quoting Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. What Jesus does, that's what we do too. That's why we bear His name, and it's not an option. That's our call, and it's whether we pick that up and live our confirmation—that's sealing of the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen to that. Well, Father Eric, I'm getting the uh, I'm getting the wrap up sign oh, from okay. Kelly over here, Kelly Hartley. Well, uh, oh, people
1: aren't falling asleep out there. Well, wake up, wake up. Well, she's <laughs>
0: asleep, but anyway, hey, just to wrap up. So basically, confirmation is a sacrament by which we as Catholics receive. A special outpouring of the Holy Spirit, through confirmation, the Holy Spirit gives us the increased ability to practice our faith in every aspect of our lives, and to witness Jesus Christ in every situation that we encounter. So, hey, thanks for listening, uh, Father Eric. Good to see you again. Thank you, Kevin. We thanks have for being here. We have faces that are made for podcasts. <laughs> they don't have to. They don't have to look at. So anyway, thanks for joining us. We'll continue our series on the sacraments. Um, in a future date, but we'll see it mess on Sunday. And that also and we'll see you at other podcasts coming up. All right. Amen, thanks.